It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team let me ask you this because this is something that I've, I've been mulling over who do you love on the white Sox still keyword still at the end of that sentence jose abreu that's it dylan cease lance dylan lynn cease. but yeah. out of the guys who, who play every day i mean jose abreu played 100 and he's played 150 games this year Dog. i love jose abreu comes through whenever you need him that's it. He's such a white sock. He's such a he's such a Paul Canerco type guy where you're like, you're so good and you come through and we just can't get the right guys around you. Yep. Like, you know, and Paul Paulie, obviously, you know, 2005 got a great, great group of guys around them, guys that were cool. And yeah, man, I, I you look at Jose Abreu and you hear all the talks like, is this his last game? Is it whatever, whatever? And I'm just like, dude, you want to look at a guy that 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 has held you down, held your franchise down? It's Jose Abreu. So I'm glad that you said. Like you still got love in your heart for him. Dylan Cease, still is, is got love Is there anybody him. for you, any position player that you still feel like you can be a fan of? I like Eloy. And the reason why is because his power. And I touched on it, you know, in, a, in an earlier podcast where I said, you know, when he puts the ball in the bat, he has that Mike Trout type of ability to, like, put that bitch out of the park. And I just don't see that going away. And it sucks that he's injured all the time, right? That fucking sucks. But I don't know him as a person. I like his. I like his personality. I like his character. You know what I'm saying? I, I like. But how is he, holds he a stuff. White Sox? Is Eloy Jimenez a White Sox? No, because he could do that on the Braves. He could do that on the Royals. Like he doesn't. I, I, it, like Paul Jose Abreu loves it here. AJ Pruszynski, Paul Canerco, Mark Burley, Jim Tomey. Um, yeah. Alexi Ramirez, Joe Creedy, Juan Uribe. Those are White Sox. Yeah. Those guys, yeah. I think back, and I, man, fuck. They weren't the most talented team in the world. They weren't the most talented players in the world, but mm. they showed up every goddamn day. Joe Creedy. Saw them playing hard. Aaron Rowan. Aaron Rowans. Like, those are guys. Yeah, you're right. Look at how I'm smiling a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> those guys are like, and, yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I don't want to, like, we're not there in the clubhouse. We're not there in the 
weight room. We're not there in the dugout. I'm not saying that the, these guys don't care about the game and yeah. they're they're just they're, they're lollygagging. But there's some prima donna. There's some prima donna in that locker room. Yeah, and and, and I hate to say that, right? Because we're fans of the team. We like the guys, but you it's hard to describe that team in any other way when you're looking at the talent they're supposed to have and the inability to come out every day and have fire. Like there, there needs, someone needs to light the fire for them instead of them just having that passion and that fire deep down within. I think that, so to me that equates to like a little prima Donna, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Post Madonna right now. She's looking pretty good by the way. She's, she's a whack job, dude. Um, hey, she's thicker than this. All right. Thing. So <laughs> I think we're going to see some, major overhaul of this roster come next season so you think hey hold on because this is a good question so you think that there's no way the Sox can come back or they shouldn't come back with the same team and try to run it back and just add a couple pieces no I mean yeah yeah a lot of that's unavoidable but I hope they bring Elvis Andrews back to play second base full-time next year if if, if Romy Gonzalez can't like it it, I mean he's going to be on the team because Danny Mendick won't won't start open the year with the team but Romy will be there but I hope they bring Elvis Andrews back I think they're going to trade Gavin Sheets and not Andrew Vaughn. I think Yasmani Grandal is going to be welcomed back for the final year of his career, but his leash is going to be shorter than ever. And they might just end up, might be a Dallas Keuchel situation where they end up paying him to go away, that kind of thing. Obviously, Luis Roberts going to be back. TA will be back. The entire pitching staff outside of, I don't know if Giolito is going to be back. I think they might try to see what they can get for Giolito. Um, I'm hoping Andrew Vaughn is the is the opening day and starting right fielder or or left fielder, and they just give him the entire winter and spring to work on becoming an outfielder because Jose Abreu's got a DH or Eloy's got a DH. Like Andrew Vaughn, I don't want Andrew Vaughn on the team. I don't. And I said at the beginning of the season, I I, I thought the Sox should have traded him. You for, don't want him uh, on the team. I mean, if you're asking me who I want instead, if I want Gavin Sheets or Andrew Vaughn. I'm not saying who's better. I'm saying who do I want on the team? I think you just touched on it, right? If you're keeping Jose Abreu, if you're keeping Eloy Jimenez, if you're keeping Yasmani Grandal for one more year, like Andrew Vaughn doesn't fit into that equation, right? And so if you can get something for Andrew Vaughn, like a starting pitcher, for me, that, that that's more valuable than having an Andrew Vaughn and having a clog in your first base, left field, DH, you know, rotation. And like, like I said, I mean, I don't know. That, that's my opinion. I'm, I, I, that, that's how I feel. Why you know? Why Sheets over Vaughn, though? He's got less positional versatility, and he's yeah. not a contact hitter. Yeah, I think I think it's for me, it's about a better defensive outfielder that's lefty bat that can hit you home runs, right? And and, and I don't want – you know what I'm tired of, Shane? Fucking versatility. I'm tired of – of Lori Garcia's. I'm tired of fucking well, guys. I, I think that, that's a problem that's going to go no, away. No, no, I'm, I'm, but I'm, but I'm talking about, about I'm talking about the concept of having these guys that you're constantly rotating, right? Cubs dealt with that at the tail end of their window where they were just shifting Chris Bryant around everywhere. No, give me my fucking three outfielders. Give me my infielders. That's my team. Let's ride it out. And if injuries happen, if you got to sub guys out, then we have guys for that, right? I don't want to, who are we playing? You know how many different lineups the White Sox had this year? It was kind of fucking annoying to me. Like, like seeing 35 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. That, that's insane in 165 games, right? So it's like, so, so that's why. It's about because I know I can get more in return from Andrew Vaughn than I can Gavin Sheets. It's about I know Gavin Sheets plays a better defensive right field, that he can put the ball out of the yard, and he's going to continue to get better. 
So for me, that's the reason why I like get Andrew Vaughn out, free up my DH spots because I do want Jose Abreu back. Because that's the thing. If you keep Vaughn, then you're, you're probably going to get rid of Abreu. No, well, so, well, here's but here's the thing, though, man. I understand where you're coming from, but you have to think of the future a little bit. And if you see Andrew Vaughn as the cornerstone of an organization like they did when they drafted him out of Cal so high, and you see that, hey, this is a little off year in terms of power numbers for Andrew Vaughn, but we know what we have in him, and all the signs are there that he can be that player, you're probably only keeping Jose Abreu for one more year anyway. So if you bring Jose Abreu back, it's on a one-year deal, and then he'll likely retire, and then first base is wide open, and Andrew Vaughn is likely going to be your first baseman for the next 11 to 12 years if he's the player that they expect him to be, and I don't see why he wouldn't be. So I understand what you're saying, but if we're thinking long-term – and security of the position and the organization for the next 10, 11, 12, 13 years, I don't think Andrew Vaughn's going to go anywhere. I understand that he, he would get you back more than Gavin Sheets would, but I think lefty power bats are a hot commodity in baseball, and I think that Gavin could get you back more than you think he could. Okay. Okay. I, I, I could I be wrong, hearing, but I, I love I hearing that. a better future in the organization for Andrew right. Vaughn than I do Gavin Sheets. We can't preach – going all in and trying to win when your window's open and then at the same time try to manage the team for the next 10 years in my yeah. mind right so to me i'm like hmm if i'm trying to i'm because in my mind i'm trying to win next year right so yeah, in my mind i'm like jose is there if Eloy's there if luis is there we got some power we got you know we got we got some guys to round it out and if i if i can get what we where we struggled this year in terms of injuries granted it was on the field with some of our position players but it was also with fucking our pitchers, dude. We had good pitchers, but how? How? I would. I wish somebody could pull up, like, when our starting rotation was healthy. Like, how many times did that happen? Like, over. You know what I'm saying? Like, when it was Cease, Kopech, Giolito, Lynn, and Cueto, those five guys. Like, how many times throughout the year that they those five rotate through three times? Probably yeah. once. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, 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 so I think you know when I look at that, I'd say okay. I would have loved the Frankie Montas in that rotation to solidify it in the event of those injuries or when Kopech goes down or something like that. Like somebody fucking solid, right? Oh, like Carlos, I, I put in, Carlos, like a Carlos Rodon, exactly. And so when, when I think about that and I think about how are we winning next year, I, I, I still think you, we need an ace. I, I, I don't care we got them and C's. I, I still think you need a, an ace type caliber pitcher. And then you need to unclog some of the fucking mushy middle that is the White Sox lineup and rotation. There's too much of like gunk there. You got to just take some of it out so that it could be clean and, and, and definitive on who, what your roles are and where you're going to be playing every day. I not, I'm just, I'm, I'm thinking about it now and I don't understand how like it, it didn't look as clogged this it, it looked very clogged, but it didn't look as clogged as it could have looked because there were so many fucking injuries. Right. So I'm thinking come <laughs> April first or whatever, let's let's assume everyone's healthy in Eloy, Luis Robert, AJ Pollock, Jose Abreu, Andrew Vaughn, Gavin Sheets, Tim Anderson. Let's assume they're all healthy. Sexy team. Yeah, technically, but <laughs> On what team in Major League Baseball is Eloy Jimenez and Andrew Vaughn, are they platoon players? Because you simply don't have enough positions next year. Yeah. You have too many players and not enough positions for them to play in every single day. And the only way 
that a guy like Andrew Vaughn is ever going to become anything in Major League Baseball is if he plays every single day. And I understand that the legs prevented him from doing that this year. But even so, if both Andrew Vaughn and Eloy Jimenez were healthy the entire year, where are they playing? Where are they playing? You got a bad outfield if you got both of those guys playing every day. Part of the problem is how often you had to DH Yasmani Grandal this year. Yeah. Like, I, I said it already that, that I think he'll be back and he'll have a short leash, but but he shouldn't be back. No. Like, that's your biggest problem. You need a catcher who's a fucking catcher. A yeah. catcher who's going to catch every single day or at least six out of seven days. I'm so you don't up. have to then put him in the DH spot every other fucking day because the guy can't play a day game and then a night game the next day or a night game and then a day game the next day. That's that terrible. was the biggest problem this year. I was I was looking up James McCann stats, but he's batting 188 this year. So. Yeah, he's been bad. He's, with, two I, I, home, with two homers. <laughs> Eek. That was terrible. All right. Well, yeah, man, it's tough. It's a tough position to get. I mean, obviously the the powers that be thought they, you know, solidified that position and, and really had some some clarity there. But Ugh. but but I think you bring up a great point. And it's that it's that even if all these guys are healthy, right? In a perfect Chicago White Sox world. Where the fuck are you putting these guys? Like, where where are you putting them? You're not, you know, you look at some of the best teams in baseball. Everyone knows where they're playing. And like, in, in the middle of the, at the All-Star break, teams that were making the playoffs were like, if we make the playoffs, we already know what our starting line is going to be. We already know who's going to be in these positions. And, and like you mentioned, granted, injuries have a lot to do with it. But even if they were all healthy, you still wouldn't know. Like, we we debate it. It'd be debatable. Like, what, what are you going to do in all these positions? And, and that that's a, that's a big issue, man. With, with this whole thing, you think Tony's coming back? No, Let's say, no, right? No, no, no. no. And, and and Rick will be back in the same role. Kenny will be back in the same role. The issue here is not Rick. I mean, it is the, the fact that next year you've got eighteen million dollars allocated for Jake Diekman, Joe Kelly, and um, or Jake Diekman, Joe Kelly, and Larry Garcia in, in one year. It's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> that the money so that they wrong. spent on the bullpen and and gave Larry Garcia for one postseason home run is insane. And that's a horrible decision by Rick. Rick's going to get some help. They're going to elevate Chris Getz. Rick will still be with the organization. He's not going to have to worry about scouting players and and free agents as as much as he used to. I think Chris Getz is going to be bumped up because he'll use the open GM position in Detroit to leverage a raise, a a promotion in Chicago. Um, but that part of the organization is going to stay pretty much the same and, and fans aren't going to be happy with it. And, and they're not really, they're not really wrong since Rick Hahn told people to talk to him after the parade or ask him after the parade, the White Sox have one playoff win. So mm-hmm. if you're going to talk that big game and whip your dick out, then I want to see, I want to see the results. And Rick is going to look in the mirror this offseason and realize that, that he needs more help than maybe he thought he did. And the White Sox will correct that and they'll give him the help that he needs it's just you got to be the biggest message going into this offseason is Jerry you have to be willing to spend you have to be willing yeah. to spend on premium talent and you have to be willing to separate yourself with guys that maybe can't be around anymore yeah and that's something yeah. that this organization just doesn't do very often yeah and i think absolutely right i think if you are going to try to win with this team then you have to learn from your mistakes this year and you have to be able to say okay fuck it I'm willing to give up these pieces. I'm willing to give up some young guys. I'm willing to give up some what I think are cornerstone members of the, of the franchise in order to put myself in the best position. If that means addition by subtraction, then so be it. You got you can't 
not everyone is going to have the recipe that the Cleveland Guardians have this year or the Twins have had in the past. And let's be honest, they might fucking bow out on the first series, you know, first series and get swept. They, they probably will. They probably will. And so you can't compare yourself to that team or try to be that team because they're not even going to go deep in the playoffs. You need to compare yourselves to the Astros. You need to compare yourself to the Blue Jays, teams that are out there, to, to the Mariners, teams that are making moves that their team is, you know, above average. The best quote I, I heard, somebody talking about football this weekend. Man, I wish I could quote the guy correctly, but I don't know his name. But he said, there's a, a lot of people don't understand. There's a huge difference between good and great. A lot of good teams out there, but not a lot of great ones. And if you want to separate yourself, you have to do, you have to do things like that. Um, I'm going to say it actually, and the Yasmani Grandal is not going to be back. I, I know I, I said at, at the beginning, like I'm trying to convince myself that <laughs> they're going to give a veteran one more chance, but Yasmani Grandal is not going to be back. Walking That's papers, it. man. Walking huh? papers. Yeah. Let, give him his walking papers. Cool. Bro. Jerry does, what worries me though is Jerry doesn't pay people to go away. And it, it, it kind of surprised me that they did with Keuchel. Um, but if they let, if they DFA as Monty Grendahl, I'll have a lot of faith restored. I'll put it that way. Yeah. That, that this yeah. organization is making the the necessary moves. Um, I don't think Sebi Zavala is your opening day starting catcher next year. No, he's a great um, backup. But Yasmani Grandal doesn't return next year, and I think that's my my biggest prediction. Um, and that's a boring prediction, but. I, no, 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 no. I, I, I want to talk about like gotta, free agent, possible free agent, no, shit like that. Gotta, but you got to look at markers, Shane. You got to look at markers, and you got to say what are what are what are what is a measuring stick? What is a a, a marker of a good team? Yeah. And parting ways with Yasmani Grandel, that like a good GM would walk in and do that. Yeah. This is not the dude, and he's eating up a DH spot, and it's just pay him, get him out. This is not what we needed. If we had a new GM. Like Ryan Pace cleaning house, or excuse me, like Ryan Poles cleaning house. And that's what you would do. You're like, these guys aren't supposed to be here anymore. And that would be number one, dude. So I like it. And hopefully that happens so that that way this podcast could be a lot more exciting next year. What's your what's your big splash and, and who do you think is managing the team next year? Ooh. Fuck it. AJ Przinski. Yeah. Um, is managing the team. And he he brings back Giolito. And, and fixes his head because AJ's a catcher and he understands pitchers better than anyone else. And if there's one person that can speak that language, it is AJ Przinsky. So that, there you go. That's my, that's my spiel. I talked to Alyssa Bergamini, okay. White Sox in-game host. And she said that AJ's always at the park and that he's the nicest dude in the world. And I love hearing that. And my AJ story goes like this. I think I said it on this podcast once before I caught his home run ball the year he hit the most home runs ever. And he gave me a fucking autograph ball in return instead of something else. So if he's the coach and we get to talk to him, Alyssa was like, oh, if you told him that story, he would totally hook you up. And I was like, I believe that. Yeah. I believe that. So there you go. That's Do you have a, a free agent splash or no. an acquisition or no? No, no, I don't. You don't have that I faith. Don't. I like. Yeah. I would like AJ Pruszynski. Um, I, I think that is a clear move that this organization would make you know they, they like their former guys um but i have this weird feeling about eduardo perez i think eduardo perez is going to leave the sunday night broadcast booth and i think that he's going to manage the white Sox in 2023 oh, I, I just I, I don't know what it is it's a gut feeling i don't have inside info on it um but i think eduardo perez is the next move although i would love aj 